0: Hello and welcome back to What's Been Done and What's Been Won. My name is Bob Ostertag, speaking to you from San Francisco, California. If you found this show, you probably know that I write books and I write music and I make movies and... Now I'm making a podcast with my dear friend Maureen Taylor from Detroit, Michigan, the state chair of the Michigan Welfare Rights Organization and a lifelong soldier for the poor. Speaking to us from Detroit, Michigan, Maureen, how are you today?
1: Uh, I'm well. I'm stressed like everyone else is uh, worldwide, but uh, physically and emotionally, uh, I'm in uh, good shape. I'm all right.
0: The stress is something else, isn't it?
1: I mean, uh, everywhere from coast to coast, we are inundated with the issues moment by moment, it feels like. So yeah, yeah.
0: And I hear you have a lawsuit underway there and, and what?
1: What do you mean? <laughs> what kind of a lawsuit? What are you talking about?
0: By the way, Maureen and I took a little break from podcasting to upgrade the technology. And I trust that our voices are coming to you clearer than they were before. And uh, we'd like to say a big thanks to Trina Sof and Hussein and Fred for hooking us up with uh, better technology so that Maureen's voice can come in louder and clearer. That said, we did take a break, and I think a lot has gone on in that break. And one of the things that went on is that lawsuit. Maureen, can you tell us about that?
1: Well, it just seemed like we needed to uh, do something or say something about these continuous assaults that uh, certainly uh, people were uh, facing in the Michigan area, having to do with these doggone elections. One of the canvassers uh, suggested that there was fraudulent activities going on in the November 3rd election. And the places that they picked on to say fraud and, and lying and cheating turned out to be communities of color. So uh, we knew that Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania we're going to be significant areas that the uh, president and his group would uh, uh, really like to keep uh, on the red aisle. They wanted to keep them as Republican. And of course, the welfare rights, we were uh, convinced that, no, we were not going to let that happen. So uh, we fought in all the welfare rights across Michigan, across Pennsylvania, across Wisconsin, and Mm -hmm. other places where we have membership, we got involved. And uh, uh, after the allegations were launched, and uh, Mr. Ambassador, we actually had one of the uh, the canvassers uh, say that they'd be willing to certify all the other counties in Michigan, except Wayne County, and that's where Detroit is. And then they'd be willing to uh, even certify votes that were cast in Wayne County if, if Detroit was separated. Well, isn't that something? So, of course, we, you know, that's not going to work. We're not having it. And uh, some of our friends in the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund contacted us and talked about, you know, maybe we need to file a lawsuit because that's a direct assault against people of color uh, to suggest that you all may have fraudulently uh, uh, cast votes. So there were other people that were tabbed for this. And uh, this group and this group and this group and another group, you know, these groups are going to be interested in managing this. Uh, So, of course, my position was, yeah, I speak for welfare rights. We want to, you know, target this terrible person that's making these allegations. So by the time the dust cleared and I got a chance to actually look at the lawsuit after I'd given my testimony to our lawyers, it said Michigan welfare rights is is charging uh, the president of the United States. You know how you hold a document up in the air? and look and see, is there something missing? I the only the only group that's on this is MWRO. And that includes Maureen and the, other. so I guess everybody else said, well, maybe we better wait and we'll go later. So I ain't worried about that. In the end, it was MWRO and three uh, um, uh, women of color whose name was attached to this. So phone started ringing. The website crashed, people started calling, and I thought, you know, a lot of them are gonna be people, you know, who the hell you think you guys are, and all those kind of ugly calls. And we had some of those, but the majority of people, and that kind of surprised me, you know, Bob, sometimes I'm wrong, right? Nobody's gonna pay any attention. Little old welfare rights gonna sue the president. Everybody's gonna to ignore this. This is nothing. I was wrong. People started calling, we want to make contributions to welfare rights. Nobody else in the world has the kind of courage to put up a lawsuit against double 45. I was stunned. And, uh, of course, the uh, the Lord works in mysterious ways. And uh, the website crashed. There's <laughs> so many people calling to leave comments and whatnot. So uh, that's how it started. Uh, that's how it got to where we are. I still didn't think, uh, uh, I don't want to use the phrase, I didn't think very much of it. I just think, I just didn't think anything would come of it. And the next thing I know, uh, people are writing to say this, uh, a wonderful civil rights historian, a judge now, Emmett Sullivan, has been uh, given the case. And I'm not familiar with the name. And I put that message out and people said, oh, he's got a history of uh, fighting and civil rights and he's a great legal mind. And I thought, you know, Lord, what direction are we going in here? So the case has been assigned. I guess uh, the right phrase is a uh, pleadings are going forward. And uh, so I'm kind of waiting around. Uh, welfare Rights is kind of waiting around to see uh, what are the next steps. I, I just... I just didn't think it would go anywhere. I just didn't. And uh, I was wrong. Ooh, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> so that's where we are. You know, you just don't know.
0: So I point out to listeners when Maureen says MWRO, she's referring to Michigan Welfare Rights Organization, of which she is the statewide chair. The Michigan Welfare Rights Organization, like other statewide welfare or rights organizations around the country advocates on behalf of recipients of welfare. In other words, advocates on behalf of the poorest people in our country. So talk about a David and Goliath case. <clears throat> well, we don't
1: the- even have a slingshot or a rock. You know, this is a continuation of the attack uh, on people of color, particularly communities of color that are low income. Detroit is targeted uh, uh, even as far back as the bankruptcy. We are just so stupid in Detroit, all these people of color. And we can't pick the right mayor. We can't pick the right council people. We're just too dumb to engage the electoral process. We're always making mistakes. We're so foolish and we're so backwards, we can't get anything right. And that's why we keep having to have someone else to come in and take care of us, because we're always backwards mixed up. And we're just this side of being criminal, that this is a continuation, but the continuation of attacks is based on a well thought out strategy. How can we separate people of color from everybody else? Our situation is different. My situation is different. And because of my backwardness, my inability to make sense and make the correct choices and decisions, that's why I'm different than uh, uh, any other uh, German or any other Italian or any other Greek. Or, or or any other pole, I'm different. And that's the battle that I fight all the time. We are not different. I want my, I got one son and I want great things for him like anybody else wants for their son or their daughter. So this continuation of this class division using the tool that oldie but goodie racism. And every time it gets brought out what it does is separate folks and it makes one group of people think, well, you know, I heard they're stupid and I've heard that they're criminal and I've heard that they can't, you know, manage their own affairs. So maybe this is true. That's that's the way I approach this.
0: So, so then on the basis of the statements that were made, about uh fraudulent voting particularly in uh, poor communities of color you filed a lawsuit and 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 what were the grounds what specifically what specifically are you saying and what remedy are you asking for in the suit
1: well the specifics Uh, were to point out the fact that we had Anglo-Americans, blonde, blue-eyed canvassers, who were suggesting that all of the votes in, or the majority of the votes in Detroit that were cast on November the 3rd, were fraudulent.
0: Now and, uh, let me just interrupt and point out for our listeners yes. when marine uses the word canvassers I think most of us when we hear the word canvasser we we think of somebody who's going door to door canvassing for this issue or that issue uh, in Michigan a canvasser—they use the term canvasser for the people who actually certify the elections. It's an administrative position, so it's—it's right. it's not the normal association that I suspect most of our listeners have with the term canvasser. So that shows, that's so—that's what Maureen is referring to.
1: Yes, yeah, so and that—that's good to make that distinction. So these two individuals. You, you have two Republicans and then you have two Democrats. And uh, uh, three of them, at a minimum, have to agree that uh, the certification process is okay. So of the two Republicans and the two Democrats, uh, both Republicans suggested that there were too many fraudulent claims being made. And so, therefore, the 16 electoral votes that Michigan had to offer uh, could not be offered until there were investigations and whatnot to find out more about these allegations of uh, criminal behavior. So our position is, is that this is a, a slap in the face. It is absolutely incorrigible to make that kind of a statement and to suggest that black people in Detroit uh, lied. Uh, if I went to vote um, uh, in person, I have one vote, one person, and uh, the allegation was, was that maybe I went back out the door after I voted once, went around the block, and came back in and voted again, and then went out the door and then came back and voted a third time. And uh, anybody that knows anything about elections, you know, it's very clear. I get one chance. I get a ballot. There is a number on it, and I cast it, and it's connected to my name. So, once I input that ballot, that paper ballot, into the machine, if I come back and get another one, it shows clearly I have already voted. And so, therefore, a second or a third or fifth attempt would be voided. But this is what folks were saying. And Bob, uh, Mr. Ambassador, that's just a straight up racist, straight up virulent, straight up ugly and anti democratic position that these uh, no-good backstabbing son-of-a-guns were trying to suggest, all in the interest of not having our 16 electoral votes go to that maniac. These were uh, allegations targeted to where they were communities of color.
0: And are you suing The canvassers or the president or how does all that work?
1: If we're going to go, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, we're going for the pound. And so uh, what our attorneys decided is that the best way to deal with this is that uh, we should uh, file a lawsuit uh, uh, that talks about discrimination uh, toward the 45th president of the United States. He needs to be called out for his discriminatory practices. You can't get this guy out of the people's house soon enough. Get out. Get out and get out now.
0: Tell me again who your legal team is here.
1: Well, the NAACP of the national organization has a very phenomena, a phenomenal, um, phenomenal, I can't talk, a group of uh, attorneys, and they are uh, cloistered under something called the Legal Defense and Education Fund. And, and I, I just want to highlight these ladies, and there are men that I vowed to, but Mr. Ambassador, these are the sharpest ladies. I mean, these ladies here can walk through butter and, and, and make it come out cream on the other end. They change things in, in a direction. A brilliant legal mind. So the Legal Defense and Education Fund is in fact the legal wing, wing of the NAACP. So this would be Monique Lynn Luce. This would be Sherilyn Eiffel, And they're the ones that put the language together and filed it in district court in time. My, my, my.
0: And do you have any uh, idea of what the timeline for this case looks like?
1: Well, I don't, and that's because, as far as I can tell, and you know, I, I I've said this to you a couple of times, I, I did not expect to be in Brer Rabbit's Patch like this, ah, ah. and, and uh, 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 didn't figure on this. So, my detailed understanding of you know what are the next steps in court in in terms of court cases now. The court cases that I'm most familiar with is, uh, and that's limited knowledge, the times that I've been arrested and, and uh, involved with sit-ins at the, um, at the uh, um, welfare offices and sit-ins at the food staff offices. And I can't even give you good information there because uh, police have arrested me. And Maureen, are you going quietly? No, I'm not going quietly. And and, and and I stand up, and, and uh, they usually pick me up in their arms as gently as they can, and they whisper, and they say, listen, we've got um, finger food in the car for you, and thank you for settling my uh, mom's uh, food stamp case for me last month. So I say, well, stop whispering in my ear, because people will think, you know, we're friends. And so I'm raising a fuss, and they're carrying me out to the car, and I'm saying, let me go, let me go. And I get in the car, they drive us to the uh, police station, and we have a wonderful time. (laughs) Bang of food and and, and steamed broccoli and uh, 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 guacamole. I mean, a wonderful time. Uh, If it's snowing outside, after I stay there an hour or so, and I say, well, okay, I got to go. And they go out and clean my car off started. So it's warm. And I wait till the next time I get arrested. (laughs) So didn't figure on being here, Mr. Ambassador. So I don't know what's next. This is such a surprise.
0: And so have people been giving money to this legal case?
1: Well, we have a number of persons who have left messages on our web page that say we want to talk about your mother. So we got some of those messages. But then we have a whole lot more messages where people are calling to say, we would like to make a donation toward the lawsuit. And please call us back and tell us how. And you know I can't do that because I don't know how. Uh, I didn't figure this would come. So we put some of our tech folks on it and asked them to um, you know change up the website so that it tells you what you can do and how you can do it. So we're we're caught up in the middle of a, a tech activity and a political activity. And uh, 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 Mr. Ambassador, I tell you, this is the aftermath of what happens when you turn away from being a compassionate nation. This is how we get to this kind of thing right here
0: so uh, i'd like to tell our listeners that over the course of these podcasts we've never asked for uh, any donation to anything if marine if if your website is up now and capable of accepting donations then after uh, after you sign off of this call in the outro of this podcast i will list the information so that listeners can give money to support this lawsuit I'm just so proud to know you and so glad to hear of this. You know, Trump accused people all over the country of rigging this election and stealing this election. He's accused Democrats and Republicans. He's accused everybody and their grandmother. And what is so striking to me mm-hmm. is that there's only one entity that's fighting back. Legally, with a lawsuit out of the whole country, there's only one, and it's Maureen Taylor and the Michigan Welfare Rights Organization.
1: Now, how did that happen?
0: And we're talking about an organization (laughs) that works with people who don't have running water in their homes, yes, the people that don't have heat and electricity in their homes we're talking about people who are struggling for the bare necessities of life Mm -hmm. and they're the ones who have stood up and filed a legal challenge to this billionaire in the white house right now i tell you
1: you can't make this stuff up can you how did that happen and we're the ones. You cannot make this stuff up, Mr. Ambassador.
0: It, it reminds me, you know, when I suggested to Maureen that we do this podcast, and I said, I wanted to name it, I wanted to call the podcast What's Been Did and What's Been Hid, and Maureen immediately got back to me and said, how about what's been done and what's been won? And, and this is the way Maureen Taylor sees the world. Uh, it's all about action it's all about what can be done right now here in this place in this time It's a beautiful thing marine it's a beautiful thing and I wish you all the best with it you're you're standing up for this whole country here and uh, after after you after you sign off we're gonna put the information on about how people can donate to support this effort
1: and let me say this to you. Uh, and you already know, but I want to just make certain that people understand uh, it, it is not my intention, nor had that ever come up, that folks would be solicited to make uh, contributions. Uh, that never happens. Uh, what we depend on is those folks that you just mentioned. Uh, uh, you have uh, $120 worth of food stamps and you have $5 left over after you buy your food And it's that welfare mother that'll bring that $5 in here. And that's what we use to continue the organizational activities. We don't solicit funds from folks because that stigma of the welfare queen and all of that kind of thing happens. So I don't want people to think that, uh, you know, I'm not tech savvy. It surprised me that so many people knew to go to the Internet New to look up Michigan welfare rights, new to find uh, the webpage and click on it and figure out something. You know, when I, I'm still old school, I go get a, a notebook and a pencil and give me your number and I go write it down. And uh, so many other folks uh, went another direction and figured out that, gee, I can support this organization who did not ask me for anything and I want to volunteer. I I was so touched by that. I was so touched. Strangers, we didn't know anybody that was calling and leaving messages, except for that group that said, uh, why don't you welfare mothers keep your knees together? We knew who that was. We knew who those calls were. But Bob, there were so many that felt, this is so important and we, we, we applaud you. And I was really touched, really surprised Then anybody paid attention to little old Michigan welfare rights. Who knew?
0: Well, I can tell you that I'm so happy right now that here we are on this podcast. And instead of talking about all the terrible news, we're talking about fighting back. Yes, yes, uh, yes. That's... uh, I just, I I love
1: it. I love it. One more thing. Kudos to you. And for those that are listening, and I'm I'm not ashamed to say I'm on the lower part of the technology uh, of being. My ambassador was getting so frustrated with me. He found a guy all the way. He in San Francisco. He found a guy all the way in Detroit and said, go get the stuff that she needs and go up there and put it on her computer. And uh, the guy came today. We let him in. And of course, we gave him a lot of chocolate candy and everything else that was in the candy dish. And he fixed this. And uh, you, he reminds me of Zorro. He was here for about an hour. And when you looked up again, where, what happened to that masked man? He was gone. So I want to say, thank you so much. He came in here and he put the, the doodad in the doohickey and all of that. And that's why I guess our our, our our sound is so much better today. All the way from San Francisco, I'm impressed, Mr. Ambassador. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Marine, have a great week, and Thank uh, you. and we'll be back. We'll be back again. Thank you, dear. All right, bye bye. All right, we'll be back. I'll be loving you always. Yeah. With a heart that's true Talking about always yeah. When the things you plan Need a helping hand I will understand
1: Always, always Things may not be fair Baby, always ha. But you find me there
0: Always No, not just an hour not for just day, not for just a year, I say
1: always.
0: Mm-hmm. In general, the Michigan Welfare oh, Rights Organization does not solicit donations from the general public. Rather, They fund their ongoing work from the contributions made by the community they serve. However, if you would like to support their lawsuit against our billionaire president, please go to the website of the Michigan Welfare Rights Organization, that's MWRO.org, and follow the directions on how to contribute.